Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, everybody? Hey, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, your favorite podcast that's done in a car. Your your favorite podcast with low-quality audio and noise in the background from me driving down the roads. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the backwoods of Tennessee at the moment, where I live. Uh, all my neighbors are Amish. I don't know if you've heard the story or not, but uh, I, I, I kind of live back in the woods there, folks. But yeah, uh, I'm not trying to do this just to do something different. I'm doing this because this is the the spare time I have in my life, which is not a lot. But uh, I do spend a couple hours in the car every day driving back and forth to work and to other junctions. I try to make it sound more important than it is. <laughs> Boy, have I got a good one for you today. This is another weak link in my uh, my armor of, uh, of movie love. I had never watched this one before. And I have to say, I'm, I'm pretty amazed at this movie. We were talking about the ninth configuration from 1980. And uh, it's uh, it's William Peter Bladley, right? The, the Peter Bat- Blatley. No, that's not right either. William Peter Blatty. Kind of hard to say first thing in the morning. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, obviously the, the guy that, that gave us The Exorcist, right? Now, he didn't direct The Exorcist. He wrote the story. And he wrote this story and also directed it. So, uh, I'm thinking it's his debut. But, uh, wow. What a movie. Uh, it's considered... It says it's a thriller horror movie... <laughs> I don't know that I go there with it. Uh, it does have some very heavy themes that are involved in the flick. But man, what a cast, right? Uh, let's we'll get to that in a second. But let's talk about this. Well, first of all, let's talk about what Blatty says about this movie. Blatty says this is the official follow-up to The Exorcist, right? So, he didn't do an Exorcist trilogy, right? Because, let's face it, and I haven't done it yet, but it's coming real soon, but I love The Exorcist 3. I saw it in a theater when it came out and blew my mind, because it is not what I expected at all. And, you know, come on, it's George C. Scott, and anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm a George C. Scott fan. So, uh... I don't know. This is just one of those movies that I just kind of missed back in the day. I guess because it's, you know, it'd been different if it was called Exorcist 2, the real movie or whatever. But, uh, of course, he absolutely hates the second Exorcist movie, which most people do, right? Because it's it's bonkers. It it, it doesn't really work. And uh, he says this is the official follow-up to The Exorcist in what he calls... I may be getting this wrong, but he calls it the his God trilogy, right? It's all about good versus evil. And uh, this is an odd one to be sandwiched between two exorcist movies. But 
when it gets down to the theme of what the movie is really about, it works really nicely. Not to mention, it's supposed to, to be the story, if, if you remember in The Exorcist, the astronaut that comes to the party, you know, at, at, at the house, and Linda Blair comes downstairs and says, you're going to die up there, and then she pees in the floor. It's supposed to be his story. So it, it, it piggybacks off of The Exorcist with that manner. But, uh, wow. And, and that kind of what drew me to it, right? Because I'd read that somewhere. And again, not what I expected at all, but I was really blown away by this movie. Now, we've seen this movie a lot uh, later on, right? It becomes predictable. But when this came out, this was unlike anything else at the time. And uh, it bombed when it came out, but it's got quite a cult following ever since, and I can absolutely see why. Um, take uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and give a little more dark humor and seriousness of what's going on, right? And the questions that are asked in this movie. So, uh, it's going to be hard to talk about this and not give anything away, but I'll do my best. Um, let's read a synopsis. It says, Colonel Vincent Kane is a military psychiatrist who takes charge of an army mental hospital situated in a secluded castle. Yeah, that's right. Among Kane's many eccentric uh, patients is Billy uh, Cutshaw, a troubled astronaut in the midst of uh, existential crisis. Uh, Then it says, although Kane's own grasp of sanity is questionable. Sorry, I'm trying to drive and read. I don't recommend it. He manages to uh, engage... Cutshaw in a series of thoughtful conversations about science and faith that deeply affect their lives of, of both men. Yeah, it is really built around the conversations between these two guys. There's plenty of other characters, though, right? And uh, this is <laughs> it's a pretty awesome movie. Let's go to the cast. What a cast, folks. Uh, we do have William Peter Bladley, Blatty in this. Um, and you see him for a, a, a brief bit, right? He's not like the starring role or nothing. We've got Stacy Keach. I, I've never been the biggest Stacy Keach fan, but I have to admit, his performance in this movie is pretty dang spectacular. It's, it's really, really good. What a performance. Jason Miller from The Exorcist, right? The priest that jumps out the window at the end. We all know his acting ability is through the roof. We got Scott Wilson. We know Scott Wilson, right? Uh, Walking Dead, all that stuff, right? He plays uh, Cutshaw in this. Uh, Joe Spinell. (laughs) You know, the list goes on and on, folks. So Joe Spinell, the infamous Joe Spinell from Maniac, if you're a horror fan, right? Uh, also from The Godfather, he's even in Rocky for a little bit. I mean, he's 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 everywhere back in the day. We got Robert Loggia in this early on. Um, this is a this is a different kind of performance to see him in too, because uh, he's he's an inmate, right? 
the majority of these people are, are these inmates that are living in this castle that is very, very gothic. <laughs> it's not some run-down little place. I mean, this thing is, like, incredible. I mean, and where it's located, out in the middle of nowhere. Tom Atkins, a very young Tom Atkins in this. This is 1980, so I say young. Uh, younger than I've seen him look in anything else, even though we're only a few years from him being in, you know, the movies that we know and love him from, but he just looks so young in this. Um, who else we got? Uh, Moses Gunn is in this. Richard Lynch is in this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just, I, I was just blown away when the names kept rolling up on the screen. I was like, Really? Because I figured it would be a bunch of, you know, he really borrowed a lot of people from uh, The Exorcist. Ed Flanders, right? Again, from The Exorcist. Or Exorcist 3, for sure. Uh, wow. I mean, just what a cast. So let's let's talk a little bit about this. I mean, you heard the synopsis. It, it pretty much tells it all. But uh, you get introduced to the inmates, right? And... Yeah, they, they are what they are. Now, what the story is, is these are all people from Vietnam who uh, have snapped, right? Either they have snapped or they're faking it to get out of having to go, you know, do more tours. And uh, that's the question, right? Because there there is military people there in charge that are watching these people. And, you know... These these guys are doing crazy stuff, like saying "Hell Caesar." One guy thinks he's Superman. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, quite entertaining. Like I said, it's like uh, one flew of the cuckoo's nest, but just amped up a bit. Stacy Keach is brought in to be their psychiatrist and try to break through these things and decipher if these guys are for real or not. And. Uh, Again, it's going to be hard to talk about this and not give anything away. But the only exception to all these people that are there that are, that are from Vietnam is one guy who is the astronaut, right? And apparently he breaks right before it's time to launch. He actually is in the ship and ready to go and fails to follow the sequence and they kick him out. And the whole movie is about Stacy Keach asking him why won't you go to space? What is it, right? And the guy is so defensive about it and angry and flipping desk and all this stuff. And he's, you know, obviously hiding his real emotions of what's going on. And although he never does really mention the dinner party at the Exorcist, you know, in the Exorcist and, uh, what the little girl said to him or anything like that. When it finally gets down to it, he says that he's afraid that if he goes to space, when when, when Stacy Keach's character finally breaks through to him, he's afraid to be in space and die alone. And it really brings the question of if there's a God or not. And, you know, you would think being the astronaut was at the house of Reagan <laughs> with everything that happened there uh, your questions of God 
might be answered to a certain extent, right? Because can you really have good without evil, right? You got to have one. If you believe in the devil, you kind of have to believe there's a God. You can't have one without the other. So it's interesting that, you know, his lack of faith is due to, you know, whatever the scenario is, but the fact of that he's scared to be in space and die alone, not only without another human being, but without a God. So that's one of the things that Stacy Keach is trying to prove to him that if, if I could prove to you that there's a God, would that make a difference? And that really is the nuts and bolts of what's going on. Uh, Tom Atkins is a uh, military officer that's there to help guard all these folks. But uh, you got Jason Miller, who's trying to do a <laughs> a stage play or even a movie of you know some Shakespearean stuff, and he's wanting to do it with dogs. So, you know, and you go through these things and. There's, there's little hints of some of them may be legit crazy and some of them may not. And Stacey Keach's character <clears throat> says that uh, he gets to thinking about shock therapy. He's thinking that shock therapy will break down this wall and we will be able to tell uh, if things are real or not. And so you get this conversation kind of going on. There's one scene where uh, Cutshaw just steals a car and leaves. You know, everything's in chaos. Oh, another thing that happens too is Stacy Keach decides to just, in order to kind of break through with all these, these people there, is give them what they want, right? And they're asking for just crazy over the top stuff. They're, they want to dress up and, and they want to perform the great escape, right? The, the classic. Steve McQueen movie and uh, you know so they're wanting all the guards to dress up like Nazis and you know <laughs> so, and you know they do it and there's lots of crazy looniness that, that surrounds these ideas that they're requesting which again you don't know if they're really wanting these things or if they're just thinking hey the most crazy thing I can think of is going to keep me away from going back to Vietnam or whatever. Even though it is 1980 um, when this came out. I think when the story came out, it wasn't, you know, he wrote it a lot earlier and he rewrote it for the screen. And, um, yeah, you know, you've you, you got all this going on. Cutshaw escapes one night. He gets really upset with the conversation with, with uh, Stacy Keach's character, uh, Carl, and uh, he uh, goes to a bar and he's sitting there minding his own business and this group of bikers that we see early on in the film they've hijacked this guy they've got him captured and uh, Richard Lynch is one of the bikers which is this is kind of early on for Richard Lynch as well and um, he's not the main bad guy but he's like second in command or whatever but they recognize you know uh, Cutshaw 
as being the astronaut that, that bugged out or whatever. So they start messing with him, and things get pretty ugly, and they start roughing him up, and then it gets back to Cutshaw, I mean, to, to Carl that he's missing, and he went out. I think a lady calls from the bar to warn, you know, somebody that, hey, I know that he's supposed to be up in that castle, and he's here, so send somebody. Well, Carl shows up. Which the thing about Carl, again, without giving too much away, he has a background of his own. And uh, he's trying to stay on this side of the past. But he goes to help Cutshaw out at this bar and get him out of there. And these bikers drag him back into his past. And... uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> but, uh, I, again, this is this is a really amazing fi- flip film. I, I'm just, I was really blown away while watching it of how good of a movie this is. So, I highly recommend this movie. Um, if you're expecting The Exorcist, if you're expecting a horror movie, you're going to be deeply disappointed. But it has a lot of a lot of things to it that really make you think, right? And, you know, it's just a well-made movie. And, you know, I I saw things on YouTube where people were saying this is Blatty's best movie. And, you know, I kind of have to agree. This is pretty amazing. It's on Tubi. You watch it for free. Uh, Let me know what you think about this one. I, I think this is a great study into... Um, this scenario that we have seen a bunch now, I'm telling you. When you, when you watch this, you can be like, okay, I kind of see where it's going. And uh, so it's not really a surprise anymore. But to think that this one came out before a lot of these other movies, uh, it's pretty interesting to, to see and, and realize what a shock to the system this movie probably was when it came out. Um, definitely check this one out. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. It's probably a 5 after 5, 5 out of 5 down the road. Because I'm really intrigued with this movie. I kind of want to watch it again now. And uh, that doesn't happen very often. So, uh, there you go, folks. That's my thought on the ninth configuration. Do yourself a favor. Check this movie out. Like I said, it's on Tubi for free. What have you got to lose, right? So uh, let me know what you think about this one. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later.